0: Hi, everyone. So today we have a special episode for you because I've been seeing a lot of posts in the Sue Education Facebook group just about how there are tons of areas in the world where people still aren't able to fully open their studio and just be back to normal. So what I've been finding is that some of our members have found a way to create an income during this time, even if it wasn't the way that they were traditionally making money with photo shoots. So as restrictions are slowly being lifted but if you still can't do regular photo shoots in your studio, you know, we wanted to help you come up with some ways and some ideas that you can maybe jump on board with bringing in some extra income. And these photographers had such great ideas that they posted in the Facebook group. And so we wanted to share those with you so that during this crazy transition back to normalcy, you can also make an income. So the cool thing too, is that This has really made people think outside of the box. And these are things that you can incorporate into your business, not just now, but in the future as well. And just a quick side note that we kind of threw this episode together um, quickly for you guys. And we're interviewing people from all over the world at this point. So we weren't able to send out the microphone kits. So that being said, our amazing sound quality that we usually have might not be quite as good this time. So just wanted to give you a heads up about that. First up, we have Melody Zhang, and Melody shares with us about how creating a fundraiser is what has helped her not only to donate to something that she really believes in, but to also book a ton of clients that she can start shooting once restrictions are lifted. Let's see what she has to say. Hey, Melody, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to do this special episode for everyone. So thank you so much for being
1: here. Yeah, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah, before we get started, will you just tell us who you are, where you're at, and, and what your business is like, what types of uh, genres
1: you shoot? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Melody Yazdani. I run a studio in the Northern Virginia area, uh, Vienna, Virginia, is a uh, suburb of Washington, D.C. And my focus is people. So no events, no weddings, um, but I really love people across all spectrums. So I photograph people in the studio from newborn all the way up to senior like senior citizen senior in addition to senior teenagers um, and everywhere. I'm a legacy photographer essentially.
0: Oh, I love that legacy photographer.
1: I like that phrase. That sounds great.
0: Well, obviously you weren't able to photograph, you know, people how you typically would during the whole COVID-19 crisis. So I noticed when I had asked in the Facebook group what people were doing that you had a couple things. It, It really felt like you, thought outside of the box for all of this. So I'm wondering if you can just give us, you know, tell people some of the ideas that you had and whether or not they were successful for you.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I actually had a couple of sessions. I had to wrap up and do virtual reveals. They normally would have been in person, um, but we moved it online, did Mm -hmm. screen sharing. um, And so those were some really nice sales and nice revenue coming in when normally it would have been completely shut down. And then we did do I photographed a homemade prom of one of my really longtime clients. I've been photographing this girl since she was 12, and now she's graduating her senior year. And, And as much as I wasn't going to go out and shoot, her mother begged me. And so I put my longest lens on my camera and went out, and it was really sweet. I'm so glad that I did it. But it was also a good test run to see what was possible on location shooting from a distance. And then we we had this nonprofit that was just focused on investing in local businesses. So they offered grants to businesses in Virginia that really needed the help because of COVID-19. So we did a fundraiser. I contacted them and just cleared it and made sure that they would be okay if we donated all of the proceeds from this fundraiser. And basically it was a $99 session deal and people would donate. And I made it very clear that they were donating all of the donation would go straight to this nonprofit to help a small business in Virginia. And then in exchange, they were getting a free session. So they get to feel great about donating I get to line up work for the future and I found that a lot of my returning clients jumped on this deal as well as people that have been following me for even seven years and just haven't had the push and they were like, oh, this is a great opportunity. Yeah, I've been waiting to do it and why not? I'm going to help a business and then I have something that's really fun to look forward to in the future.
0: Oh, this is so smart. I I had no idea. When you said you would run a fundraiser, I'm like, how did she do this? I don't understand how she got so many bookings out of this because oftentimes fundraisers will hear people say like, oh, I donated a session, but then the person who won the session didn't even cash in on the session. you know So I'm like, how did she do this? This is seriously so brilliant. So I feel like you could do this not only just in support of what's happening with small businesses and with COVID, but you could pick your favorite cause or charity or nonprofit and, and donate the session fee to them any time of the year. Yes.
1: Like, this is so smart. Yes, absolutely. And I can't take credit for it. Uh, I have a fantastic marketing team that takes care of my ads and, and putting together my campaigns. And they were like, hey, this is a good idea. What do you think of it? And so I picked the charity that we were going to funnel all of our efforts toward um, and definitely went mm-hmm. back and forth about doing a food bank or a business business. But I Mm -hmm. saw that going with this nonprofit that was business-focused, they would be putting out my information into their social media, which then gets me in front of business owners. Mm -hmm. And that is my target demographic, really, is people that are running businesses. Um, So, you know, I... I, I can't take all of the credit, you know, definitely they did all the work behind the scenes, but it definitely <laughs> was, was a great way just to get my name out there in addition, you know?
0: Right. This is so smart. And it sounds like from what you said before, like you have long-term clients. I mean, it sounds like you really work hard at sort of nurturing those relationships to have long term clients. And I feel like this would be no different. Yes. You know,
1: in this situation. Yes. Well, and there was a really interesting thing that happened as well is that I did have a handful of people that had inquired because I do still have all of my ads going ad spending. The price has really dropped. So I was like, let's keep it going. I know that we can't book for this month or maybe next month, but we can definitely You know, have these new leads coming in. So I had been connecting on the phone with all of these new leads and nobody was ready to pull the trigger because of the uncertainty that's going on right now. But I had a couple of people once I launched the fundraiser that jumped on it right away. So, you know, it really was just a really good way to get people that were right on the line, they were interested, but they didn't know what was going on um, to just jump into that. And then my long term clients, you know, they, they they're pretty sneaky. They like to keep an eye out for really good deals. And they know that I don't (laughs) do a promotion like this regularly. So if they see it, they have to take it. Um, And I, one of my families, I photographed them six years ago. That was the last time I photographed them. And then when I connected with her, that was the last time she'd been photographed. So it really was just a little kick in the pants for them to get on the calendar. Um, And I made it so that the caveats for this donation Um, session was that they have to be weekday sessions and they have to take place by the end of the year. So I'm not worried about it filling Mm -hmm, up my weekends mm -hmm. or the most coveted spots. I still have other time that I can get them on the calendar.
0: Oh, I love, I love boundaries like that. That's really, really smart, especially when it's a deal like this. Now I do have a question though, before they donated and and purchased the session
1: fee, did they know your full pricing? Yes. Um, Yes. So everybody that had Gone to my donation page, there was a rundown of my pricing. I share that rundown because I would rather shock people with a really big price and put a little threshold there. But I also do have a little loss leader. So people can talk to me on the phone, I can give them a rundown of prices, they'll hear you know, it's three Im- dollars an image, or three hundred dollars an image, or two ninety nine. Um, and I do have one package that's below a thousand dollars. So they may come in thinking that that's what they're going to buy, and then they end up spending three or four thousand dollars because it's just not an attractive package once they've had the session and they see what they can get with a bigger collection. Right, right, for sure, for
0: sure. I think the reason I bring that up is I think sometimes, you know, people aren't as And sometimes I think it's just out of feeling nervous for sharing their prices, but they aren't quite as transparent and then sell all these session fees or give out these gift vouchers, but then they haven't been 100% transparent with the pricing. And then the people are like, whoa, what am I getting into here? So I'm so glad that you, you know, that's upfront. Mm -hmm. This is what your pricing is. And then like you said to upsell in the end because people love the photos. It's just, it's a win-win.
1: Well, and I would say, you know, I do a $99 session probably twice a year. uh, And I have a lot of first-time clients come in with that. I don't share pricing explicitly before they've signed up and purchased it because I know that some of the $99 session people are going to drop off. Some of them are going to see the pricing. Mm -hmm. They're going to be shocked and they're going to go, okay, well, that's fine. I can just get the one that's included. That's okay. And then they're still going to, you know, contribute to that average sale. Maybe some might be a little less, but then some are going to come in and spend Mm -hmm. $5,000. So it's okay. Um, And I think that it has to do with, you know, they walk into the studio and they see that it is a luxury space. So the prices don't astonish them anymore. And I speak with confidence about my pricing. So, you know, if they come in and I tell them the pricing, I'm not trembling inside about it. You know, maybe I was, seven or eight years ago, but not anymore. And if you are not insecure about it, then they're not going to be shocked, if that
0: makes sense. That is such a good point. And I think when people are speaking more towards when people are new and they're just getting out there and they're just getting their first clients in with gift vouchers, that's when kind of the fear comes in. Mm -hmm. Like you said, once you've been doing it for a while and you know your value and you know your luxury and you know, it's just it's just your business and what you do. Gosh, it makes such a difference yes, for
1: sure. Absolutely, yeah. So you're not new in this game. No, no, I've been doing it uh, 14 <laughs> years. Um, Although my first couple of years were just lifestyle on location, family, and then I watched Sue Rice's first, her very first Creative Live, and completely changed my business model and what I was doing, and and focused on women. Got it.
0: Yes, very cool. It's funny. I think a lot of people start out that way, where it's just this more. And I don't know if this is your case or not, but just this sort of shoot and burn where we're just like not sustainable sort of situation and then learn of Sue and find out that there really is a great sustainable business model out there.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think I think it's actually the one thing that we really need to change in this photography industry is that people don't necessarily come into it thinking that it is a business. And that is the mm-hmm, big shift. Mm-hmm. We need people to come in and say, okay, I am starting a business how do I do this? And how do I lay Mm -hmm. a good foundation? Mm -hmm. For sure.
0: Cool. Well, this is super helpful. And as far as the fundraisers go, do you have any advice for people as far as, you know, like, how did you get it out there that you were doing this? You know, how did you market it? How did you, how did people pay for it? That sort of thing.
1: So um, I did a very limited run for the fundraiser. So I could build excitement during that time. So I got on live videos, I have a VIP group of clients of existing clients. And then I also got onto my page, uh, which has a pretty big following. But I really, really pushed it. I normally don't push any discounts or sales, like I put it out there one time, if people find it and buy it great. But this because it was going to a good cause, I had goals. And I thought that we would hit like $2,000. And we ended up almost hitting 3000, uh, because I was in there every day. And then the big thing is because they are getting a good deal on a session and their session fee is essentially taken care of. You can really like lean into the fear of missing out when you're about to wrap it up. And you can say, look, this is the last opportunity. That is when I want to say 50% of the people bought it, even though it had been available for two weeks. But really, just that limited scarcity or the the scarcity mindset saying, you know, this is not going to be available all of the time, that is part of what makes people jump into it. Yeah, that's super smart.
0: Putting, yeah, putting that limit on there of like, okay, one more day or only three left or whatever. Yeah. It's like push that pressure on them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. And then has there been anything else? I know you said you had the virtual sales and then the homemade prom. Is there anything else you've been doing that you would give advice you know, to people that's worked well for
1: you? Um, Well, so I run a pretty busy studio. And before all of this happened, I was actually, I was looking for that kind of quiet, some time to spend with my kids. I have four children. So I was like watching time fly by. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when Mm -hmm. everything hit the wall and it was like, okay, the universe is telling you, slow down. Slow down, take a breath and actually enjoy this time because you don't get it all of the time. So I did take... Like as much of that opportunity just to actually reinvest in myself, get some more sleep, spend time with my children, cook and clean and garden. Um, you know, the, that's a silver lining in all of this. It's, it can be such a dark time and there's so much uncertainty and fear, but we are being handed time to just relax and actually like exhale mm-hmm. for a moment. So I did that for a little bit. Um, and then we did this fundraiser, which didn't take that much time. I mean, it was like 15 minutes a day because I followed up with each of the people. I had them schedule phone consultations. So we went over the details and especially the new people, they had to know that there were no digital files included, etc. And then now we're working on a push, a huge gift where I have Um, other local businesses that also have been shut down and they're on board to donate some of their services or I have a business donating a $450 gift certificate to 10 classes at their studio and we're about to do like a 10-day giveaway and you know I said to these other businesses I want to promote you to my list And I want to help lift your business Mm -hmm. in exchange. I want you to promote me to your list. And it's just going to be a win win all around because I have them doing the promotion, which is even better. It's going to reach new people that have never seen me or heard of me. So that's what we're doing right now Mm -hmm. in the very last bit before we're going into phase two in Virginia. And then we can be pretty much open and operating. So, you know, we've put a little bit of time into that and putting that together. But aside from that, you know, it's just been enjoying this moment of quiet that we don't normally get in life. Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that the truth? And like you said, with four kids and a family and yes. just to have that time, you know, um, and to be able to think the way that you did and get creative with it, whether it was you or your marketing team, you still put it, put it in place and to bring that income in during this time, but still have that time with your family. I mean, it just sounds like you made the best out of a really tricky situation.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I am fortunate, you know, that with a business that's been running and has a history and I pay my taxes and I do things legitimately that I had also had access to SBA funding and I didn't do a Mm. PPP loan, Mm -hmm. but I did get SBA funding because it was very cheap capital just to have as a reserve. So should I, if our revenue goes down, should we go back into phase one or have to shut everything down again? You know, that is available as a fallback to cover my overhead too. Right. That's awesome very cool.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us, Melody. I really really appreciate it and hopefully you guys will be in phase 2. You said you're heading into
1: phase 2? Tomorrow we're in phase 2 and my okay. June is booked out, so we'll see what happens. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you again and I I'm going to I, I want to follow up with you on some of this. You know, you just you you've really, really brought some great ideas to the table. So I'll, I'm like, I'll be seeking you out in the Sue Rice Education Facebook group again, just to chat a
1: little bit more. And um, yeah, so really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was really, it's nice to connect and talk to somebody that isn't one of my, uh, my immediate family in my house.
0: <laughs> We're all a little <laughs> for socially sure. starved right now.
1: <laughs> I know the feeling, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: All right, you take care.
1: You too. Thank you so much.
0: This fundraising idea is such a win-win because not only does it feel so great to raise money for something you care about, but you also get a ton of business out of it. And it's definitely something I'm gonna be looking into. Next up, we have Anne Holt from Norway. And she really took a look at how she can help other businesses in her area during this time and definitely just thought out of the box with the genre of photography that she was shooting. Let's listen to Anne. Hi, Anne, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Good. Thank you so much for being here with us on this special episode that we're doing today. Yeah, so excited to be here. Yeah. Tell everyone where you're calling in from and what your business name is.
2: I'm actually calling in from Norway. I'm based like 30 minutes outside Oslo and my business name is Fat Monkey Photo.
0: Okay, very cool. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing during this time when your studio couldn't be open, you know, for typical business.
2: Yeah, I've actually uh, been working all the time. I was expecting to be having downtime, but Mm -hmm. when the storm hit, suddenly people started to message me. They needed pictures for their websites. Ah. And the place I'm based, where I have my studio, is a small place with many small businesses. And they knew I could make photographs of stuff too, not only people. So I have been photographing cups and glass and clothes and yeah.
0: Wow. So other local businesses that are around, it it sounds like your studio is in like a little town. Yeah. You said with other shops around you. Yeah. Okay. And so during their downtime, they're thinking we could maybe update our website with, you know, photos of what they sell, their products.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And uh, and some of them actually had to start uh, net shops. Because uh, there was nobody coming to their, like, physical shop anymore because everyone was staying Mm -hmm. home. So, and everyone was shopping online. So, I think that was a really smart move (gasps) for them. Right. So, I was, like, baffled because March usually is, like, a quiet month here. But it wasn't this year. So, I'm so grateful for that.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So, this makes total sense. So, since people couldn't shop at their shops. They're like, okay, they're probably thinking, what are we going to do? And it's such yeah. an online shopping world right now. Yeah. Okay. Now, had you ever done anything like this before? Any sort of like detailed product shots before?
2: Yeah, I have. But I haven't been like announcing that very much that I did. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did when I had a little bit of time, I made a section on my webpage uh, saying, I do this. <laughs> so, and showing okay. some of my old work too. But mainly it was people knowing that I do photography and asking, can you do this too?
3: It's
0: funny. It seems like when people know that you're a photographer, like you said, they just assume that you photograph everything. So I feel like that kind of worked (laughs) in your advantage. You know, like people always assume that I like to shoot babies. And I'm like, no, no babies. Or weddings now. I'm like, no, no wedding. But, you know, that's really cool that it worked in your favor that, you know, even though this is, like you said, it isn't something that you normally, you know, announce or advertise. No. you were able
2: to do it now now did you already have pricing set for this uh yeah since I have been doing some work in that kind before I had that so that was cool and what do you charge for something for a package or whatever uh, well it differs uh from it's it's different photographing like 400 for uh, post-lame cops <laughs> uh then like uh photographing 10, mm-hmm. 10 mm-hmm. outfits. So, uh, it's, it's different from every shoot, but, uh, I have like this hourly price uh, rate and I calculate out of, from that. So okay. I have like gone through my numbers and figure out what is my time, uh, like price for my time. Okay. And, and that's what I like use for everything.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And it seems like you could do it either way. Like you could do it with, you know, a time type situation, like you said, where it's by the hour Or I wonder if you could even do it, too, if if you were to have, like, if you were just photographing outfits, like, you could do a package for, like, 5, 10, 20 photos. Yeah, of course. But like you said, if you're doing 400, what were you photographing 400 of? Porcelain cups. (laughs) Oh, porcelain cups. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Wow. They
2: were really pretty, so it was fun, actually. (laughs) So, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that was just like an hourly. This is my hourly rate. This is how much I make. That sort of yeah. thing. Yeah,
2: I sat down beforehand and like wrote down how much time do I need per cup, and how much time do I need to set up on beforehand and prepare everything and every like everything that goes in uh, speaking of time I had to calculate beforehand and then I send the proposal to the client and when since I have broken it down I think it was really easy for her to see oh this is why this is what I'm paying for she could mm-hmm. see and and that this this sounded logical so yeah she she thought it was okay yeah very cool and, and you said you were
0: able to bring in quite a bit of income doing this yeah
2: I did and compa- like I said comparing that March. Normally it's a quiet month here. It was really cool uh, mm-hmm. having, being able to do work and yeah. especially in this time, I think. So right, yeah. Now I'm able to, to photograph people again, thank
0: God. But
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah.
0: Well, that was, I was gonna ask if that if this is something that you think you'll continue on doing in your business, or if that this was just an interim type thing to get you by financially. No, actually, I liked it.
2: Uh, and I always like doing like different things, but I don't market it that much. But I think I'm going to have that, mm-hmm. that um, uh, like page on my webpage that says I do it if anyone needs needs it. Uh, because I have been thinking now under the corona and I'm so glad that I'm, that I'm not doing only weddings. For example, I do some weddings a year, but not very many. And I'm really glad that I am versatile. I can do different things. Yeah, that's a really good point. So because very many of my friends who also is photographers here, colleagues, uh, is having a hard time now because all the weddings is like postponed to next year. I'm really glad that I have like more legs to stand on, as we say here. (laughs) Right, yeah. But I, I believe also do the things that you love to do and focus on that. But it's okay to say yes to other things too, sometimes but not maybe Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, especially in a transition time where, you know, things can get a little uncertain and we're not sure, to have those extra little things, like you said, you know, in your back pocket. Yeah. Just in case. I mean, that's really nice to have. And then I love, too, what you did with, you know, it's almost like you're building these additional relationships with your clients. Like Sue talks a lot about the business-to-business marketing. Yeah. And not only, you know, have you provided them a great service, but you've built a relationship with these clients. So when they do need things in the future, whether it's people or more products or tell their friends about you, I mean, it, it seems like you not only have brought in that income, but you I feel like you've created some pretty amazing clients
2: in the long run. Yeah, and they truly are. I, I'm so happy for them. <laughs> so I think you're very right about that. It's, um, yeah, yeah. You, you broaden your what can I say? It's not perspective, but you're, um, yeah, you connect with people everywhere when you do stuff like that. So yeah, some, yeah definitely. suddenly someone's uh, neighbor is getting married or someone is having a baby. I, I mainly do uh, mm-hmm. babies and uh, uh, newborn babies, uh, like first year and weddings. <clears throat> and some uh, here in Norway, we call them kumfumanter, uh, which is not quite, but almost like seniors in the US. So they're li- okay. they are a little bit younger, 14, 15. So so but I I say I'm a portrait photographer and do some weddings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep, there you go. Very cool.
0: Well, I'm glad that you are able to shoot people again. Yeah. And are you um, do you have a studio that you work out of? Yeah,
2: I have a small studio. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, it sounds it sounds like if for some reason you ever need to be shut down again, you know what to do. So, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think you have to be creative. And but this time I think it was like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like the universe is sending me stuff when I need it, mm-hmm. you know? Mhm. It's like Absolutely. when you think, "Oh, what's going to happen now?" and suddenly Something just happens and everything works out.
0: And I, and I think, you know, the experience from, I, I'm assuming, I know for me, the same with weddings, shooting weddings has has changed my ability to photograph objects. Because when you have to photograph the shoes, the earrings, you know, the rings yeah. and the flowers, and you really learn how to photograph items. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: So it's, you know, yeah, we can we can take a little bit from every genre that we've photographed and make use of it somehow. Yeah. So I love that you yeah, did that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think yeah. when you photograph weddings, you're touching uh, base with all genres in photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to 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 do everything in that day. So I think it's, as you say, very easily transferable to other areas yeah. too. Yeah, very cool.
0: Well, thank you, Anne, for sharing with us. Um, is, it, it, where can people find you online if they're
2: going to look for you? Uh, it's Fat Monkey. Uh, dot no, like it's in Norway. So. Will you spell that for us? F A T M O N K E Y uh, dot no fat monkey. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So I have awesome. a weird, weird, very, very name cool.
0: Ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. okay, that's okay. Yeah. That's why I just wanted to spell it so people could find it. Yeah. And just one more question for you Is there any advice you would have for people out there who are just trying to? you know, get creative with what they're offering people?
2: Yeah, I think, um, first of all, think what you like. Because if you try to do something you really don't like, I never get that to work for me. So it has to be something that you kind of feel you want to do. Uh, But sometimes Mm -hmm. it's good to think out of the box, to just try something you never tried Mm -hmm. before, maybe. Yeah, I always think like it belongs stocking. She always said, "Oh, I never done that before. That I can do." <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> like um, I started a business. I didn't know what I was doing, but it, I'm here ten years after. So I think uh, you have to. Yep, that's yeah, that's so true. You have to to be brave and step out of the box sometimes. And when you're stuck, try to look another way. I think because the solution is there somewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: The solution is there. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, Love you have that. to just look for it, but not maybe in the places you would think all the time. So I think just look for it and it's it's there somewhere. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you again. Yeah. And I will see you in the Sue Rice Education Facebook yeah. group where I found yeah. you originally. <laughs> so that will be cool. All right. Well, you take care of yourself. Okay, Anne? Yeah, you too. All right. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. I just love that Anne was able to bring in a different genre of photography during this time, and I'm sure she's helped these businesses so much that they're going to be referring her like crazy. Melissa Reynolds is up next, and she used just one of the best ways to get bookings, which is to create connections and build relationships with potential clients. Let's hear how she did that. Hey, Melissa, thank you so much for being here on this special episode with us today.
4: Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: So, Before we get started about what you've been doing through the whole shutdown period, I'm wondering if you can just tell us your business name, where you're located, and what you typically shoot.
4: Yeah, so my name is Melissa Reynolds. I am the owner of MKate Photography, And I live in Butte, Montana, and I typically shoot women mostly, but I do do some high school seniors and the typical family stuff too.
0: Oh, nice. So you're in like a more of a small town area.
4: Yeah, less than 30,000 in the town, but, you know, just one hill over, I grew up in a town of less than 200. So.
0: Oh, wow. That's like super small town. <laughs> I'm in a town yeah. of 3,000. I thought that was really small.
4: <laughs> we had more cows than people. <laughs>
0: right. right. Okay. So during the shutdown, I mean, obviously you weren't able to do what you typically do in your studio. So, I mean, were you kind of freaking out, or you know, uh, what did you do? Well, I cried for probably the
4: first week. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> kind of we weird. All did. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was very scary at first, and I'm not going to diminish that because I totally went through those emotions. But um, I've been doing a lot of work, and emotions pass. So I knew that I just had to keep doing the work and keep showing up, and something would pop up. Um, and it was going to look way different. So I, you're going to think I'm a total geek, but I did a lot of journaling and a lot of tapping <laughs> and, yeah, energy tapping, um, right? For sure. Yes. Yes. And, um, getting outside with my kids, I have five little children under the age of five and five under five, Stop yeah, it. five and under, I should say. Yes. <laughs> I'm that crazy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So we tried to get outside and I really just tried to honor my time, like coming back to my business. And if I didn't have ideas, I would just journal about my frustrations, stuff like that. And then I'd unplug, go hang out with my family, um, doing kind of that at the beginning, but really realizing, um, that what I could be doing in my business was making better connections with people. And I think like following some big social media people that I admire, like Jasmine Star, stuff like that. Hers is the first one that comes to mind is, you know, really making relationships with people. And the more that my business has been growing, the more I've realized that the clients that I want to attract aren't like a one and done person. They're loyal and they want relationships. Mm-hmm. So, that's such a good point. I mean,
0: yeah, building building relationships is one of like the premise of having a successful business with lifelong clients. and And that's something I know that, you know, Sue really hones in on constantly is how are you building those relationships? How are you connecting with people? So it sounds like you started using this, this like idea that I need to build connections
4: in order to keep your business going. Like, how did you implement this? Yeah. Okay. So first off, I did what every business owner should do. And I made a list of my past clients (laughs) that I liked and wanted to work with again. And if I wasn't, you know, I know that some other people could be in this state of fear. So it wasn't like I was reaching out and saying a limited time only book this or whatever, right? I was actually just kind of checking in with my clients and seeing how they were like, Hey, I know Kate's graduating this year. How's she doing with You know, not being able to go back to school, stuff like that. And then when it came time to actually have an offer to people, um, I'm just going to use my high school seniors for an example, because last year I I had five high school seniors and they were the best high school seniors that I've ever had. As far as like clients go, they just Mm -hmm. trusted me fully. They bought the highest package and I was like, what did I do different (laughs) Right, And it was kind of crazy because I started realizing like, okay, high school seniors, this is something that people are going to need next year. And I started getting inquiries about it. So I just started, to be honest, posting more about high school seniors during the time of the shutdown. And I started saying, I'm only taking this amount of seniors this year. And people just started booking. It was really weird. Because they're like, we've known we wanted to book you, here this is. It wasn't like I was giving any discounts. I was literally just talking about my business more and the experience with me more and right. showing my work more.
0: <laughs> wasn't it's almost like you were just it. being top of mind. Like if they don't know, if they're not thinking about you, I mean obviously this has been a stressful time for everyone. And so uh, to have one more thing on the to-do list of like, I have to book my senior photos or whatever. But if you put it top of mind and you're right there, it makes it so easy for them to do that.
4: Yeah. And here's a like interesting contrast. So when I was in the fear mode and now like being through the Corona stuff, I've been able to sense when I'm coming from a place of fear instead of a place of empowerment. Cause I talk about this in my business a lot and I realize that I'm not perfect at it. But I was, I was able to pinpoint that when I was talking about my seniors, I was coming from a place of empowerment and there was a point in my business where I was like, well, I need cash now. What can I do? Mm -hmm. I booked, Mm -hmm. I made, um, like a super cheap and I'm just going to say the numbers because I know this is a safe spot space, but I did like a $50, um, zoom sessions with people or iPhone sessions. And, um, without like even thinking about it, I booked like 20 And I was like, awesome. Well, um, if you do a Zoom session, it is just as much work or if not more work than a real session. (sighs) Right. Right. By the way. And used all my iPhone storage. (laughs) And I was like taking forever to edit because it was like making them look artistic because I want a beautiful product. Whether I'm charging $50 Mm -hmm. or $2,000, it's just in my blood to create the best that I can. Right. So I was so out of alignment with honoring my values with offering such a low price tag. And right. that was a rough two weeks of realizing that.
0: <laughs> well, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I think sometimes we think it's all like unicorn and rainbow, unicorns and rainbows when it comes to, you know, thinking outside of the box and coming up with ideas. And sometimes those ideas just don't work. And it sounds like you kind of went back to, like you said, the scarcity mentality instead mm-hmm. of keep, you know, maintaining the value and maintaining, you know, the idea that everything's going to be okay. And then, so I'm wondering if you can speak to more about when you made that shift to just going back to connecting with your clients and how you ended up pre-selling sessions that way.
4: Yeah. So I guess like, so I did the Zoom sessions first, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like seeping into every aspect of my life with my kids and my husband. I was so angry And then as a woman too, and I'm, I wouldn't say I'm wooey, wooey, but I'm wooey, (laughs) wooey. Like maybe (laughs) I just don't own it yet. But like as a woman in a month, you go through so many different phases mentally and physically
3: Mm -hmm. that
4: you really almost have to be on top of it to know, oh crap, like I'm in the luteal phase. Like it is not a good choice to make a big decision right now. (laughs) So if I can, you know, put this one thing off, that would be great. So, um, coming back to like, honoring who I am and what, how I want to serve really, you know, journaling about it, talking about it. The more I talk about it on social, the more I feel it in my bones and the more I'm able to let go of the people who aren't ready for me. Right.
0: That makes sense. Now. Okay. So in using all of this and you saying like the zoom session wasn't working, was it, you know, specifically because you weren't charging enough or or actually tell us what a zoom session consisted of to begin with. (laughs)
4: Yeah. So it originally started out as like a 45 minute session for $49 and you got five images from it. Right.
0: So they were on Um,
4: Zoom and you mm -hmm. were taking
0: photos with your phone through your
4: computer. Zoom. Yeah. Through computer. There's um, capture on computer. But if people have an iPhone and I have an iPhone, you just use FaceTime and take photos. Okay, gotcha. So what I realized is, is like in order for me to show up for fifty dollars, I wanted to show up more and connect with people and guide them through the process. But I was booked. I booked so many that I didn't have time to do that. Right. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that they failed, but I probably would have structured it differently in the sense of I probably would have tried to upsell on the back end and said, used it as a way to say, like, hey, like, I know you've been on the fence with working with me because um you know either money scared of your body image stuff like that right but mm-hmm. here's an intro and i'm gonna give you this session for 49 and if you end up wanting to book with me after this i'll maybe do an added value of some sort right that's probably how i would have done right. it differently
0: okay so then you, and you put a time limit <laughs> on that right right that i think is key is putting boundaries around it Okay, so then you decided this this wasn't working for me and you made the shift. And then how did you end up pre-selling?
4: So, when you are pre-selling, you're not going to go on your social media and say, "Hey, I have 15 sessions, who wants one?" Um, you know, what you're going to do is what I specifically did, I guess. In my Instagram stories, I would post like about my services and what I love about what I do, right? And then integrate it into that. I would use the poll function. And I use this one a lot in my business, and I would say, are you graduating this coming year or do you have a graduating high school senior in 2021? And in the poll on the left side, I would put yes, I want more info, and on the right side, I would say, Melissa, we want to work with you. And it's important to never use the yes or no because the no is actually an automatic when someone just taps past that story. So, the cool thing about the polls is anyone who answered, you can direct message them and say like, oh my gosh, I've seen that you responded to my poll. Do you have a senior graduating this next year? And that is literally starting genuine connection and relationships with someone. For instance, like there was there's an example of a high school senior. So I had posted some stories and then put a poll on there and she answered the poll and what I did was is I reached out and I said, hey, um, I saw that, you know, you guys had prom the other day. Your daughter looked so beautiful. How is she holding up with all this? And this is like someone that I kind of knew, right? And mm-hmm. she said, oh, she's doing good. Um, you know, she's graduating next year or whatnot. And I said, oh, yeah, like I saw that you answered my poll. And I said, yeah, I'd love to get you some more information on high school senior stuff. What's your email? And then, you know, they said, if they haven't gotten to my email, then I'll just take the responsibility to send them an email first. Because a lot of times people are just honestly forgetting and it's just reaching out to see how they're doing.
0: And Mm -hmm. a lot of times
4: the conversation will just lead there.
0: Yes, totally. Make it so easy for them. I think really that's what it comes down to. Make it easy for them. Stay top of mind. And then give them a next step, like an action step. So from there, were you just sending them, you know, like booking info or your pricing PDF or consultation? Like what what happened from there?
4: Yeah. So for my seniors, I actually have, um, I mainly do the consultations and bookings for my boudoir and women photography. For Mm -hmm. my high school seniors, I actually passed it off to my sister who works for me. And what she does is she reaches out via email and phone too. How she does that is she'll say, you know, she'll leave a message that says, Hey, this is Julie. I work for Melissa. I sent you an email, um, the other day about high school senior stuff. And a lot of times she actually does include, um, our brochure with pricing. And then from there, like, I really haven't had any trouble with that market vetoing, Mm -hmm. um, stuff. I mean, my average senior, session is $350. Like my average sale is around um, $1,300 for a high school senior. Oh, yeah. So it ends up being about 1700 average sale. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, um, you know, just my sister following up via phone to make sure they first got the email because, you know, the office software sometimes goes to people's junk and you don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. That's such a good point. So we follow up multiple times just to make sure that they you know, are being taken care of, really, and making the connection. Mm -hmm. And then from, Mm -hmm. you know, from the booking process, a lot of times my sister has a calendly link for me. And she's like, if you want to speak to Melissa directly, you can totally do that if you have certain questions. And I have blocked out on my calendar certain times and certain days that I will take a call to talk with a senior or senior mom and kind of guide them through my process and answer questions. Oh,
0: nice. Okay. So, so basically you're taking Session fee as as the pre-booking. So you're like, let's get you on the calendar. So you you know, you've reached out to them whether it was just through an Instagram poll or just commenting on their yep. post or sending an email, something. And then from there, the conversation steers to let's get you booked, and then they're paying the session fee.
4: Correct. Yes, they pay the session fee t- in full to get on my calendar. Okay. So so
0: that's kind of nice. Like if you were booking, you know, even if you Book ten, pre-sell ten shoots. That's thirty-five hundred dollars coming in at a time when, you know, we all could use the extra money if we're not making our regular income. So even if you could connect with ten clients and and get ten session fees coming in, that's a nice chunk of change.
4: Yeah, because as it stands right now, in one month, um, I have booked twelve seniors at average. So I have like a higher session that's $500. And I had to stop selling that because it's more time and it's more of my creative art. It's called a creative artist session. And so they're getting the more artistic Melissa, which is so funny because I mean, that was the one that everyone wanted. So I was like, okay, I can only take three of these a year right now. Um, So that sold out already, like within a week. And then now it was the $350 sessions. And then now those are pretty much sold out for my capacity as far as like, those are in the evening. And I have Mm -hmm. little kids. So I was like, I can only take so many of these. So now I'm down to my basic senior session, which people are still booking, but it's in the middle of the day, um, you know, at my studio or just uptown. Okay, yeah, that's really cool.
0: And, and I think, you know, I think during all of this, some people kind of got into the state of mind that no one's ever going to book again, like, oh my gosh, you know, when in reality, it's just not right now. So it's, and like you said, I love what you said about sometimes people forget. Sometimes your email gets lost and it is our job to follow up. I mean, of course, we don't want to be super annoying and like constantly bother them. But if, if you didn't have a sister following up, who knows how many would slip through the cracks. So it really does come down to that following up, staying top of mind, reaching out, asking authentic, you know, questions or, make, you know, making authentic comments on social media and really just, you know, bringing it all together to book these, these session fees, it sounds like.
4: Yeah. And, you know, the more I realized, like talking about the scarcity, um, it's really helped me dive into my own money stories and how I want to show up in the world, because Mm -hmm. there are people who are messaging me wanting my prices because they love my work and all of this stuff, but they honestly can't afford it. It really is a money thing for them. I help them find the next best thing because maybe someday they can work with me. So, it, you know, it just it seems like there's such a consistency with you in that,
0: Everything that you do comes back to the relationship building, the staying connected, the, you know, providing great service. And, and it seems like through all of this, that is truly what has gotten you through this time. And then once you're able to fully shoot
4: again, you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, as it stands right now, I'm booked pretty much into late August so it's really just following up and setting the boundary for me to take the time to follow up and see how people are, and you know it's magic from there. Once you put out into the world what you want to receive, then mm-hmm. it's golden.
0: Oh, I'm a full firm believer in that as as well. Put it out what you want to receive, and then you know just some like actionable steps that people could take. I was thinking even if if. Like you said at the beginning, you reached out to the the past clients that you enjoyed working with. It, whether that's just you know following them on social media and making a comment or sending an email to check in, that is something actionable that people can do right now, whether or not they can shoot in their studio to maintain that connection. Is there anything else that you can think of that people could do, you know, in addition to just reaching out?
4: Yeah. So one thing that I know some of the people in the Sue Bryce community are doing is doing self-portrait work. Mm -hmm. But what's a really great way to include people on that journey is to say, do some live videos and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. You know, what are your guys' thoughts? I've thought of doing a, you know, like a campaign for a shoot like this. What do you guys think? and people will respond. And then you'll see like when you are out of, you know, if you're in shutdown, when you're out of shutdown, you know, the direction you want to go. People want pin up with cars. People want legacy shoots. You know, you have to ask so you could gather the data. So that's what you should be doing.
0: Yeah. 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 That's a really good advice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you've inspired and me. And do it for
4: yourself so they can see.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I love that. And I love, you know, to have some actionable steps to take, I think is really important for people to hear. So I'm glad you've shared all of this. And, and you've inspired me to reach out to some of my past favorite clients, too, and just check in with them and see how they're doing. I mean, why not? Right? It can't hurt. No.
4: Creating relationships can never hurt you at all. Like, I mean, they're. I can attest that they can be uncomfortable. But in the midst of being uncomfortable to reach out when you really don't know what to say, you're going to grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, I really, really appreciate you coming on with us to to share. I know you, have, like you said, you have five kids, so I know finding extra time is not always easy. So thank you again for just taking time away from your family and your business and. I'm excited for you. It sounds like the summer is going to be fully booked because of the work that you've been doing, you know, to, to make that happen. So that's awesome.
4: Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I did the work. So just showing up to receive it now is the key. Right. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you again. And I will see you in the Sue Rice Education Facebook group. Thank you, Nikki. Again, like Sue always emphasizes, the relationship piece with your clients is so crucial to building a strong client base. And Melissa really is a great example of that. Next we have Victoria Sturdy and I have to say that what she creates for her clients is one of the coolest things I've ever seen done with Photoshop. Let's listen to what she's been doing to create some income during this time when she cannot shoot in her studio. Hey Victoria, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Will you, before we talk all about what you've been doing that I'm just like completely blown away by, will you tell everyone your name and your business and where you're located?
3: Yeah, sure. So, um, My name's Victoria Sturdy, and my business name is Victoria Sturdy Photography, and I'm based in my home in Cambridge in the UK, and I specialize primarily with maternity, newborns, and babies up to a year. I do a bit of family and and headshots, but my core business is newborns. Okay, so during all of this, I mean, you you must have gotten hit pretty
0: hard, because obviously... You couldn't bring babies into your home and and doing newborn photo shoots outside. You know, it just sounds like, if anything, you couldn't really do much of anything in terms of shooting.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, we in the UK, we were on lockdown at the end of March. So luckily for me, our Mother's Day is at the end of March. And so I managed to do some mini sessions of like mummy and me sessions before the lockdown. But after that, yeah, you're right, just was not able to work at all. And I was pretty resigned, really, to the fact that I wasn't going to be able to work and just look after my children until, you know, the restrictions were were lifted. So I noticed something that you had posted in the Supervisor
0: Education Facebook group about still working during all of this time and getting really creative with it. And when I saw what you were doing, I was just so flabbergasted (laughs) because it truly looked like you had done these creative newborn photographs the way that you've just put everything together so I'm wondering if you'll share with everyone what you've done just just to keep work coming in during this time
3: yeah of course um so as part of my my business model is I do um composites so I I take a picture of the baby that I, I photograph in my studio. And then what I do is I Photoshop that baby into a digital background. And it's always been part of my package and part of my style of photography. And so what I thought is I had so many ideas of how to earn money without actually photographing babies. I thought about education. I thought about um, you know, do you know doing a group where I could maybe do FaceTiming with with parents to teach them how to photograph their children. Um, and what I thought is, if I could, in some way, train or educate mums to take photographs at at home using the same the same way that I do in the studio. So matching the light and and posing the baby in a way that would match how I would photograph them then it would be easy for a mum to take a picture at home on her phone or her camera and then email me that picture and then I would simply edit that image onto a digital background. And so at first I didn't think it was possible and then I thought well how am I going to do it? In the end I created a group on Facebook and then I did a tutorial. So I did a, a live um, video for mums and I posted. that my doll in the same way that I would pose my, um, a baby showing the mum, posing the baby with the the right light direction, with the right way to, Mm -hmm. um, lift the legs up and make the, the baby all curly by rolling up a towel, um, into like a snake, um, and then making it into a round sort of donut shape. And then just telling her, you know, that I needed if it was going to be a dark digital, that they would have to photograph on a black material or a dark material. And if they wanted a light-coloured digital, then they would have to photograph on um, a, a white blanket or, or like a textured furry rug. Um, mm-hmm. And so I thought, I need to make this as simple as possible so that mums at home, first of all, are not scared, that you know, they, that they don't think it's too difficult to do. I want I wanted them to... To, to, to know that it was really simple to do. And so I thought the, the video tutorial really showing the, the mums how to do it. And also what, I got the idea really and I tested it because I, I actually set up a, um, a lockdown pregnancy and new mum group on, on, in, in my local area. Um, and I asked the mums on the group, I think this is a new idea. I'm thinking of doing like this virtual DIY session. Would anyone be a volunteer? You know, I'll give you a free photo. Would you take a picture of your baby following my video, and then send me the the pictures? And about six or seven mums sent me their images, and um, and it it worked. You know, it worked really well. And I thought, right, I think I feel I can launch it now. Now that I've got these, you know, Mm -hmm. six or seven people um, of all different, you know, and I didn't want to launch it and then. And then it not work, so I wanted to test the water first and see if these mums thought it was easy or not. And most of the mums said, you know, yeah, I can do it. You know, I can do it. So um, that's how I started, really. Oh, this is so cool. I love
0: this. And the fact that you did the video to show them how to do it and to show that it's simple and you tested it first – is really great, and and so for people who are members of Suburbs Education, make sure you go into the Facebook group. And I'm going to have you, if you don't mind, Victoria. Maybe after our interview or something, if you, if it's okay with you, if you could post some of your photos that you did. I and mean, I know you had shared them before on the posts that I made, but maybe just do a separate post so people can go in and see what Mom's photo looked like versus what you made out of it. I mean, clearly you have to be strong in Photoshop because. I mean, it, that's just something you have to be able to composite the baby into the backdrop. So that's this is not something I would be good at. <laughs> but for people out there who have the skills of Photoshop, this is something you really could do.
3: Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of it now. There's a, a lot of um, photographers like myself who who specialize in, in the compositing part that are now, um, you know, Developing their own group and they're now you know opening that service out, which is absolutely fantastic because you you have to think of these these new mums you know they're pregnant they're, they've got a new baby, and you know either their session's been cancelled or they you know they haven't been able to have their baby photographed and and it's something that mm-hmm. means something to them they value that service. And when you're told by the government that you have to stay in your house and you just can't go out, if someone then can give you this service for you to have that one piece of, I call it baby art, you know, this amazing image that Mm -hmm. you can then put Mm -hmm. on a canvas and put on your wall um, to remember how, you know, tiny your baby is. I mean, your baby changes so much within days and within weeks. And so, you know, I, I just wanted to... Think give this opportunity to the people that wanted it, you know, obviously my style isn't mm-hmm. for everybody, but for those, you know, moms that wanted that style that I do to be able to have that. Yeah. It's, it,
0: it's really remarkable because this, these clients are not people that you can just, you know, reschedule a few months later. Like you said, newborns are only newborns for a few weeks and moms are only pregnant for so long. <laughs> so it's not like you can reschedule them
3: out you know a few months out it just doesn't work like that no it, it doesn't like you say you know it's like a wedding it's that one day you need to capture mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. like i say with with, mm-hmm. with newborns the the optimal age is under under 14 days that's our optimal but i i photograph babies up to 6 weeks newborns up to 6 weeks but the difference from a 2 week old baby to a 6 week old baby is, is 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 big it's a big difference um, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to offer this this service, and and then, like you say, i I, I thought, how am I going to do it? Um, and so just opening up the the group, so having a group and then just advertising it everywhere. So on all the lockdown mum's groups, on uh, my own personal profile, my business page, I just advertised it everywhere and um and 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 the group grows you know and then you you get you know mums that maybe order one picture it always starts with one oh i'll just you know i'm not quite sure you know and i order you know they order one picture and i do the one picture for them and they absolutely love it and then they're searching their phone <laughs> they're like, oh i want more i want more And they're searching their phone. And I even had one lady where I did um, a picture of her newborn. And then she loved it so much. And she said, can you do something with my older child? Her older child was three years old. And I didn't have newborn pictures of my older brother. Can you do anything with his photo? So she sent me an old picture from her phone of the older sibling. And I did a matching one. So I had the newborn girl. And then the older sibling oh. as a newborn, so I did them, and you know she ordered like six or seven pictures from me just from that ordering that one. Right. So,
0: oh, that's it, so amazing. it's amazing. Now, do
3: you mind if I ask how you price these? Like, are you just doing your normal pricing? I'm not. I'm not. So this is, it's high volume and it's low price. So it's twenty five dollars. For one image now for me it takes me oh wow it yeah, takes me about yeah. five minutes to composite um so I can do a lot so it is high volume but like I say you know it it's something that I can do quite quickly
0: right right like five minutes for you I mean for me I'm thinking like there is no way like five minutes is a joke so but it, for someone like you who's so this is it's just so easy for
3: you and, and you can do it you know, with your eyes closed. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and the other thing is because I've done the video, because I've, I've done that detailed video and I also have a PDF kind of instruction manual for them, they're actually taking the picture at home with the matching light, with the posing right. So when I receive the photo from the mum, it's near enough easy for me to then just copy and paste into my digital background, do the shadowing, do the skin mm-hmm. correction, and then it's off. Mm-hmm. So, all the work that you do behind the scenes of your 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 video tutorials, your PDF instruction—that's what takes the work. It's it's doing all these instructions, going on the group live every day. You know, um, doing lots of demonstrations for mums. Once you've done that background mm-hmm. work, when they're sending their photos to you, it, it's easy. It's really easy. Um, right. So yeah, it's a low price, but it's, and like I say, I've, you know, I've earned a few hundred quid. So, um, so it's keeping me ticking over while Mm -hmm. I've been able, not being able to work. And the way I see it is that this service and this group can be worldwide. It doesn't have to be people in my city. It can be pe- people from all over mm-hmm. the world.
0: Oh, that's such a good point. Okay, so I wanna I wanna encourage you to raise that price. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> because it really is so beautiful what you do, and it's so like you said, it could be worldwide. You could get photos from anybody, anybody, anybody. And yes. Oh, I hope you raise that price. Cause I you're, will. You're worth so much more than that. Yeah, I know you I were will. just starting this out and just testing the water, but man, you really could raise that and and be good to go. I mean. I know you said it only takes you a couple minutes, but still, it, you really could raise that a lot.
3: Oh, oh I will. I definitely will. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's an introductory thing. So once you start getting more people on your group, then you can start raising your price right. up. But at the moment, it's very popular. Of course it is. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I haven't seen it anywhere else. I haven't seen it done. Although I'm not a newborn
0: photographer. So I don't, I haven't, I'm not in any like newborn photography groups. And like, I just haven't seen, I just haven't seen it anywhere. So when I saw you do this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. So, uh, you know, I don't know who, whoever thought of it first or did it first. Either way, it, it's an amazing, amazing thing to do. And I'm, I just think it's the coolest thing. Yeah,
3: it's it, it's it's very it's it's keeping me busy, and I think um, you know you you've obviously got the we're all locked down in our houses, whether mm-hmm. we're on our own or with our partner or with our children, um, and I I just think that this is an outlet for me to be myself. You know, I'm a mum, right. I'm a wife, mm-hmm. but I spend all day looking after my children, cleaning, tidying. You know, looking on, mm-hmm. entertaining my children. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I just needed a creative outlet. I just needed something that was mine and that I could, you know, that would keep my, keep my um, skills going as well. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this is enabling me to keep my photos, Photoshop skills going um, mm-hmm. and, um, and improving it. And like I say, I, I have um, school-aged children at the moment um, and in our in our um, government at the moment, they're saying that the children will not go back to school until September. So it looks like I'm not going to be able to photograph anyone until September, until my children are back to, to school. So this is a way that I can continue to earn a living or earn an income while doing it in the evening. Um, mm-hmm. And like I say, it, it can be worldwide. Um, there's no location barriers um, and also there's no time barrier because um, if you're a mum and you have um, old photos from your phone from five years ago I can still do something with those phone pictures Right. so there's no time limitation either so Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. say I need to market this and obviously get the price up and it also will it change when photographers are allowed to go back to normal will this person go to a studio and get their foot you know get their baby photographed in person or will they still come to me and say well I'd rather just do it at home and get Vicky to to you know to make me an image so Mm -hmm. it could continue um to be like a sideline to be like a you know an offshoot to my business to have this right. editing service. Well, either way, and, and this has kind of been a theme that I've
0: been hearing from people who are doing work, you know, through all of this, even though it's not traditional photo shoots, is building that relationship and still providing a service and keeping that connection going. You're giving these moms something that they would not have had otherwise. You're you're providing them a service that they're never going to forget. So I have a feeling you're probably building some some lifelong clients here you know, just from being willing to do this with
3: them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that all the mums that have, because when I send the, the, the photos to the mums, I say, would you mind going on the group and writing me a little comment, a little testimonial um, on, the, on the group? Because it looks better if a mum writes a comment on the group than me sure, posting the sure. photo saying, that not Johnny looking lovely? Um, it, it makes more... <laughs> You know, isn't Johnny amazing?
0: Yeah, Cute, yeah little cutie. totally.
3: And then more mums will look at that comment and, and the mum will say, it was so easy, you know, it was so easy. I haven't been doing this for very long. I wish I got into it sooner. It's been about three, four weeks I've been doing it. So not the whole time of lockdown. My first sort of few weeks was setting up my pregnancy lockdown support group. And that took, you know, most of my time networking with with other businesses doing that so part of the regret is why didn't I do it sooner but then the evolution of ideas and the evolution of the idea you know didn't happen until you know a few weeks into lockdown so um it's in its early infancy but it's going really well and I'm, I'm enjoying it I'm really enjoying it mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome I love it well, I really appreciate you sharing
0: everything that you did with us. And I have a feeling you're going to inspire some people to do this because it just seems like such a great thing you can do, you know, like you said. And, and a lot of us are in that same boat where kids aren't going back to school until September. So, um, so yeah, so I think it's just such a great way to keep income flowing. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And I think, you know, if you can't physically photograph people you know what can you do what what are your skills can you can you teach people can you do tutorials can you are you a really good editor can you edit other people's photos like you know maybe not newborn pictures but can you edit portraits can you do creative editing um composites um thinking outside the box really and and just I, I wish I'd thought yeah. about this sooner. But. <laughs> yeah, I think the silver lining in all of this is that people
0: are starting to think outside of the box and reevaluate their business plan. And, and just in and some of the things that people have been talking about that they're doing, they can implement not just now, but, but later on as well in their business. So, and it sounds like you're feeling like that too. Like, okay, this is something I can absolutely do. So it's really cool.
3: Lockdown is really, um, in some ways, inspired me to come out of my my comfort zone to, right. to, to do more right. uh, Facebook lives to be more in front of the camera to do more you know like I say tutorials and classes in my group I would never have done that mm-hmm. before lockdown and it's kind of forced mm-hmm. me to be the face of my brand and my business where before I used to hide behind just posting a picture of myself now I'm you know my videos aren't perfect you know but done is better than perfect and like like sue says and and get yourself out there get yourself in front of your camera and and introduce yourself and and say H- um you know how is everyone doing today you know check i'm mm-hmm. checking in with you i'm checking in with my group i'm checking in with my tribe how is everyone going you know how's everything doing how how's photographing your babies this week? You know, you just think mm-hmm. of what they're doing. Anyone got any struggles? You know, what, what can we do, you know, and, and just trying to connect with people. And I think that is what lockdown's really done for me to improve how I've been doing my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. So thank you so much for sharing
0: everything. And I'm hoping you'll post some of these in the Facebook group so people can go check it out and also look at your Instagram. It's Victoria Sturdy Photography, right? That's right,
3: yeah. Yep, yep. And I have a Facebook page, which is Victoria Sturdy Photography. And my group, my newborn editing group, is create baby photos with Victoria Sturdy Photography. Awesome, awesome.
0: All right, well, thank you again. And you take care of yourself all the way in the UK, all right? Thank you so much. Okay, I'll see you in the Facebook group. You take care. (laughs) Thanks so much. Okay, bye. Bye. If I was really strong at Photoshop, I would totally consider doing this. But instead, I'll just be admiring Victoria's work from afar. And again, it's just so amazing that these parents will have these special photos of their babies during this time. Thank you so much for listening to our back to work special episode today. We're just really hoping that this sparks some ideas that you can use as you're waiting to get back to your normal photo shoots. Make sure to head over to the Sue Rice education, Facebook group, where we will continue this discussion. And as always, you can ask questions and definitely just share what you've been up to with the group. We always love seeing your work and we always love hearing what you have to say. Thanks again and take care.